Hello and welcome to the Date Night Movie Podcast. I am your host, Patrick Russell. With me is my co-host, Ashley Russell. The one and only. This is a show where each week, Ashley and I, we talk about a new movie that's playing in theaters, and then we break it down, whether we thought it was good or bad, and whether or not it would make for a good date movie. On this episode, we're talking about Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. This is, of course, the sequel to the 2014 Disney film, which was a loose adaptation of Sleeping Beauty and starred Angelina Jolie as the title villain. The IMDb plot summary reads, Maleficent and her goddaughter, Aurora, begin to question the complex family ties that bind them as they are pulled in different directions by impending nuptials, unexpected allies, and dark new forces at play. This movie, it has a 41% on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, which is a little bit lower than what the first one had. The first one was uh, 53. And uh, it opened this past weekend to about 36 million, which when compared to the original's opening of about 70 million, uh, it looks like it lost about half its audience. <laughs> yeah. Um, and wow. I think what, I mean, I guess because the first one was such a dog pile. Well, it was a hit. It made a lot of money. But I think what that gap shows you is that the original is not really a beloved film. No. And not many people who saw it were clamoring for a sequel, I think is safe to say. Well, <laughs> but it was, I mean, this movie, it hit number one. It got an A cinema score. Yeah. But it's really, I mean, this movie cost like $200 million. This is one of the first Disney adaptations that they kind of went away from the original story. You're talking about like the first Maleficent? Well, yeah. It, let's, it, yeah, it, let's talk about the first Maleficent. It is different from Sleeping Beauty well, yeah, in I mean, significant it, ways. It really shifted just making Maleficent evil at first, but then... Well, she's misunderstood. She's misunderstood, and, and then you, you gain sympathy. Um, sympathy, and then she comes the out hero. as the hero at the end. It, it's very interesting how they did it. And they haven't done that for Beauty and the Beast, Cinderella, Lion King. No. I wonder if they're going to do that for uh, Little Mermaid. They'll probably stick pretty close to the to the book. Why? Why did they do the? Why, like, why did why they do it? That's a good question. Well, why did they change the story? Well, do you think those changes helped? Yeah. Like, you think so? I I do think it was just, it was interesting adaptation. It was like a new movie. Sure. Yeah. It's not like the Lion King where I've seen the movie before. It's, it's a, like a scene, like a shot for just, shot remake. But this was actually like a new movie. But honestly, like I wasn't really like a Sleeping Beauty and Snow White fan when I was a kid. I was more of a Cinderella, I Lion mean, King, Aladdin. I was a fan of the original animated Sleeping Beauty. Came out in 1959. I just remember as a kid, just loving the music. I mean, they used the classical music from Tchaikovsky. Yeah. And the climax where Maleficent morphed into this giant fire-breathing dragon. As a kid, it really scared the hell out of me. And Maleficent was a very intimidating villain. And I, so, I will admit, yeah. I mean, very much It was amazing. villain. To me, as a yeah. kid, I was blown away. And so, yeah, for me, that's one of the stronger of kind of like the classic Disney films. Uh, I mean, the animation is striking. They, I mean, they use the music. I actually feel like that story lends itself as is pretty pretty well yeah. to a live action adaptation if they wanted to go that route they went a different route they did and i think a large part of it is when you bring on a star like angelina jolie she's not going to play like a supporting villain in a movie it, the movie's going to be built around her it, yeah oh yeah 100 percent. and maleficent and she makes a pretty good maleficent she was born to play it yeah i uh, mean like no question th this role was hers i mean i just feel like that that 2014 movie it, it fundamentally does not understand what makes maleficent interesting as a character and what makes her threatening 
because it completely takes away yeah, all of that. It, it does. And Sleeping Beauty, like, uh, you know, in the in the cartoon, I mean, it's it's a story that's been done many times. But in the cartoon, you know, Aurora, Princess Aurora is kind of a blank. She doesn't have much agency. She doesn't, doesn't have she much going on. Has nothing going on. That's yeah. a character to, you know, if you are going to adapt, leave Maleficent as is. She's working great. In small doses, she's and- perfect. Expand on Aurora and give that character something to do, some agency in the story. But no, they they just they shift it to Maleficent. I mean, this movie is called Maleficent, so it's it's not called Sleeping Beauty. I sure, mean, this isn't yeah a movie around Aurora. I feel like the more we know about Maleficent, the less interesting, the less uh, certainly the less threatening she is. She loses she- all edge in Maleficent. She loses all edge. She's not threatening. She's but she she's kicks, just misunderstood. But she kicks ass. I mean, and she does. does she? Yes, she does kick ass. I I was not a fan of that film. Oh, the first one. Of the first one, yeah. And I mean, it's I mean, talk about like a fairy tale that's just like smothered in pixels. I mean, you got yeah, like that's true. you have like the, like these three little fairies, you know, played by recognizable actors. Yeah. Like Juno Temple is one of them. Melda Staunton, I think, is one of them. Like Oscar nominated actors, and they just they have their faces like digitally shrunk. Oh, that's so bad. It's a jarring effect. Like those human faces shrunk onto like digitally animated bodies and just like floating around. It was awful. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I would say like the effects in this movie are kind of a step up. Uh, I would say in the new movie. In, in this new movie, yeah. Yeah, 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 it's a bit of a step up. Well, they introduce a lot more creatures. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's a lot going on. Yeah. I was. That's one one thing I was pleasantly surprised by the film. I mean, just the visual ambition. I mean, it costs like two hundred million dollars. It doesn't look cheap. I no, mean, it, it looks, does not. The design isn't really my thing, like aesthetically, but I admire just the scale of what they're going for. And there's always something, some digital like doodad buzzing around <laughs> at some point to keep. I mean, ninety percent of this is animated. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're all they're all acting in front of green screens. screens. I mean, this is in a studio. This is a virtual movie, essentially. Yeah, (laughs) but um, okay, so this this movie it basically starts out as like a magical meet the parents, Aurora and Prince Philip. They're engaged, and we set up this big dinner where Aurora's godmother Maleficent is going to meet Prince Philip's parents, King John and Queen Ingrid, who's played by Michelle Pfeiffer. The dinner doesn't go so well, and Maleficent and Ingrid, they get into this heated argument, which ends in what appears to be Maleficent cursing King John into an eternal slumber. Yep. Maleficent flees, but then she's shot down into the ocean by an iron bullet. Yep. Like, fairies can't, can't deal with iron. And so she's, yeah, she's shot down into the ocean, but she's rescued, and then she wakes up in a cave where she's surrounded by dark fays, who are these horned fairies similar to her. Yeah. Basically her same species. It's her species, yeah. She She's dark fae. We're introduced to Chiwetel Ejiofor. He's the one who saved her. And we learn of a growing feud between the dark fays and the humans. Well, yeah. Some of the dark fays want war. Some of the... Some of them want peace. Some of them want peace. But they believe Maleficent is the key yes. to ending the conflict. Because it, she is the direct descendant of... Of a phoenix, right? Uh, so she's more powerful than any of the other dark fae. Right. Yeah. She's tied to like a like an ancient phoenix. Yeah. The power of the phoenix. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is, yeah, this yeah. is where I, uh, I, I started, to, started to check out of the movie. <laughs> but what, uh, yeah, without going into spoilers, um, what, uh, what did you think overall of this film? I thought this film was a lot better than the first one. 
Okay, but what is that saying? That's like saying like a dry fart's better than a wet fart. Teach its own. It's still ass in your face. <laughs> See, I don't agree with that. I had good fun. Okay. And good times in this movie. I was laughing. I didn't, I didn't hear you laughing. I was, sitting, I was sitting next to you. you weren't, I'm aware. I was smiling. I was enjoying myself. Uh, what, what did you like about this movie? You enjoyed it. What, what did you, I what'd you enjoyed, like? I actually enjoyed the fairies and the, the Moors people fighting back. The whole battle that's the, being the set up. The battle that was really cool. I, I'm not sure if I... Okay, so... It's kind of like Game I of think, Thrones for kids. I think Michelle Pfeiffer was actually pretty good in this. She's always a, she's always very solid. She's as great. A, as a villain. Yeah, I mean, she looks great. She and Angelina Jolie, I mean, they're in good form here. It's, uh, I mean, the script. Like, there's, there's a lot of makeup. Let's be real. No. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these ladies have definitely aged. And you can tell. Well, you can Michelle tell. Pfeiffer. Well, I'll, I'll say that you can usually tell like where like makeup ends and like the plastic surgery begins. They don't have like a plastic surgery no, type no. type look. But yeah, they're looking good. I would say they're looking good for their yeah, age. Sure. <laughs> but go ahead. Yeah. What 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 else did I you do like? I love Prince Philip, even though he doesn't really have much of anything going on. Ellie Fanning. Yeah. What. <laughs> what in the hell? <laughs> like, two movies, and like, who is her character? That's true. Um, they could have casted somebody, maybe an unknown. They could have cast this spot with somebody that was unknown, up and coming, that would have given a lot more depth to the role, in my opinion. I mean, that's kind of Elle Fanning. I mean, she's not. Elle Fanning's known. Her sister's known. I mean, she's known. I don't think the acting is the problem. I think the script is the problem. It doesn't mm. give her a role to play. I mean, there's a lot of aspects that are fairly weak. I would blame them mostly on the screenplay. I mean, that's my main problem. To me, this screenplay is pretty obvious from the get-go, where it's headed. And it's filled with just a whole bunch of fantasy nonsense. <laughs> it takes a master filmmaker to make fantasy nonsense yeah. exciting. I really like how they, they did like the makeup and the CG on the, the Dark Fae. I yeah. thought that was pretty cool. Technically, this movie is pretty sound. Yeah. And technically, it's a step up, I would say, from the last movie. Uh, I mean, this is a different director. And it, it looks pretty good. I mean, we saw this on IMAX. It looks, uh, it's a spectacle. I didn't expect Disney to be all in financially on this. On a sequel. On this stupid yeah. sequel. But it looks spectacular visually. Again, like, aesthetically, I'm not really into, like, the designs. I think a lot of it looks kind of shitty. But it's done at a high quality. High quality shitty design. Sure. <laughs> Does that make sense to you people? Well, it's, I mean, it's very bright. It's very just. I mean, it's a bright movie. Clean, yeah, clean, and uh, the world just seems very clean and sanitized. Not a lot of grit to it. So it's whatever. Um, I, I prefer this to like uh, what Tim Burton did with Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, that the, was bad. This world is more appealing than what's going on there. So this movie isn't a total wipeout. I just, I find this script um, uninteresting. And so you have a script that's focused really on external conflict. It's not really exploring the characters in any depth. It's focused squarely on external conflict. And you have just like a barrage of digital effects just being jammed down your throat. So I found the movie just kind of wearying after a while. But that was me. Um, it got an eight. I disagree. Of, so of there course. You go. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I mean, it's not good if we're both sitting there hating what we're watching. Well, I mean... It happens, though. Yeah, it does. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get into spoilers for Maleficent.
All right, we're back, and we're going to get into some spoilers for Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. So, yeah, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, Queen Ingrid. She is the villain. She she hates fairies? Like, is that, why does she hate fairies? Is because that she established? Mi- she did establish that. She okay. established that her, her family, like, she grew up on a kingdom that was surrounding the Moors, and her kingdom was suffering whether it was food or whatnot, and then she could see that the Fae were flourishing, and she felt like they weren't helping. They weren't helping, and she and her dad sent her brother to negotiate a deal, and the brother never came back. Do we find out what happened to that brother? No, and that is a big hmm. oopsie <laughs> or missed mark, right? I mean, it seems like that would have been really cool seeing like at the very end, maybe seeing like her brother maybe married to a fae. Sure. Yeah. Like that would have been. Well, that seems like a thread you want to pay off at some point. And then her seeing that and and then her having that come to Jesus moment and the realization that what she's been thinking and feeling for the past whatever years and and then just having her realize the extent of what she just did. Would have been such a great ending. I mean, you need a good script that can pay off these yeah. threads that it sets up. And this script uh, isn't Instead really up to it. Instead of turning her into a goat. That's what happens. Yep. And you were saying earlier, like, it would have been better if her son did it. Yeah. Well, it would have been better, like... Would have been there, more there dramatic. so many different things and options and ways they could have done it. Like, the son was up on the on the tower with the mother. And he, I, I just felt like there was such a, a big thing where he could have just pushed her off. And <laughs> like, well, I mean, this uh, is Disney. I mean, are we going to show a kid she, murdering his mom? I, I mean, again, it's Disney. There's no edge or Michelle Pfeiffer pushed off Aurora. Do you not remember this? And that's when the Maleficent, after she turns into a dragon, but that's not like a, a son pushing his blood mother off a bridge. I mean, he could have said, I accuse you of treason for trying to kill my dad. I, yeah, I agree. She, she deserved. The son should have stuck up more. I mean, he's like, what are you doing? He was more of a whiny little baby. You were saying you like this guy. I do. I like how he looks, but he's, (laughs) he's a whiny little baby when it comes to his mom. And like when Aurora is, Telling him about his mom. He just, he's like, huh? Huh? I'm dumbfounded. I don't understand what you're trying to tell me. I mean, he's a terrible character. Yeah. Terribly written. Michelle Pfeiffer's character, like, invites, quote unquote, invites every, all of the fae folk, all of the creatures from the moors to the wedding. And it turns out to be a trap. And um, sets the stage for a, a big battle, the climax. Well, it kind of takes the cake of the Red Wedding on Game of Thrones. They took that and put it in here and sanitized it down. Yeah, I was I was saying earlier, it seems like it, this movie plays like Game of Thrones for kids. Yeah, um, I didn't think about that until Game, until Game right of Thrones now. for kids. Yeah. So when the Fae die, they get buried and their essence goes into these flowers. And so these flowers, they have found a way to weaponize them against the Fae and and then put them in bombs, like little like balloon bombs. And one of the fairy, the blue fairy, she gets turned into a flower. She does. That's so sad. That was, uh, that's like... Maybe the one surprising moment where, like, a main character gets yeah. offed. <laughs> well, and at the end, you think that Maleficent gets offed. 
for a brief second. Yeah. And then she morphs into the phoenix, right? She rises from the ashes. Yeah, literally. Phoenix. And for a minute, it reminded me of the cartoon, and I got you know kind of like a little tinge of excitement and nostalgia. Because the um, phoenix looked pretty cool. I mean, it was okay. I, it was whatever, <laughs> but um, she has a moment where it looks like she's going to just like burn Michelle Pfeiffer alive <laughs> or like she could mm. and she doesn't. And then like I, I kind of get pissed off again like this. Like if I was watching the cartoon back in the 50s, yeah. this dragon would have torched that yeah. bridge like this dragon would, would do everything in its power to murder this person. That That's the old Maleficent. This new Maleficent is not for me. You mean with the conscience? <laughs> and humanity in her heart. <laughs> I mean, completely retrofitted uh, okay. to be the star of her own film. Yeah. That's not for me. No. <laughs> I mean, in the cartoon, she was motivated by jealousy. She was jealous of the king and queen. She was jealous of Aurora. And uh, I mean, she had a, a, a pretty clear, direct motivation. You didn't need much more. I didn't think. I wasn't clamoring for like Maleficent's backstory. But um, you got it. Well, we got two movies yeah. of it. Yeah. And <laughs> when was the last time you watched the Disney cartoon? It's great. It's been a long time. It's a beautiful film. I know. I wasn't, you know, like that and Snow White, I just wasn't really a big fan of growing up. Probably because I the don't... lead characters are kind of blanks. Well, at the end of the day, I mean, Maleficent saves her, saves Aurora from the queen pushing her off the balcony. And then everybody sees it. Everybody sees that she saved a human and that she's alive. You know, everybody's kind of coming together at this moment. Prince Philip comes out. They realize that the queen was the one that was behind the king's forever sleep. And then she does the spindle and poofs it up and makes it no more. And so the king comes out of his didn't Slumber. Queen Ingrith like use the power of the spindle to put that curse on King yeah. John? Okay. That's exactly what she did. Yeah. To make it look like it was Maleficent. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And then it's, you know, a nice, happy, happily ever after. Yeah. Wedding. And then Maleficent flies off. Yep. And she's like, I'll be back in time for the, well, the, the christening. The moors are now for the Fae. There is peace among the people, and the Fae aren't in hiding anymore. What do you think part three will be like? <laughs> Probably non-existent for the numbers that they've... I mean, they have to pull more than 30 million a, a weekend. This is their opening weekend. Yeah. I mean, well, that's it did, bad. It did, it did a little better overseas, but yeah, when you spend $200 million on yeah. a movie, you're banking on half a billion in theaters. Yeah. Just to break even. That's bad. So, uh, but again, I mean, the first movie was so big, so it spawned this. This is why, you know, sometimes, like, we just, we need to stay away. <laughs> but maybe this was, you know, eye-opener saying that even though... Not every movie needs a sequel. Well, I mean, even though that people went to go see Maleficent, it, it, it had a draw because of Angelina Jolie, but they didn't necessarily like the story. So, like, the ticket prices aren't necessarily whether an audience wants a, a sequel to a movie. When a movie's a hit in theaters, and we've talked about this before, when a movie's a hit, it has no reflection on quality. No. When a movie's a hit in theaters, it's really, it, what it comes down to is the effectiveness of the marketing and whatever popular elements exist in the movie at the time that are a draw. But, I mean, in terms of, like, what movies are good or bad, I mean... It, no, only time kind of balances that out. 
so yeah so anytime anyone's saying like well Sutton you know Captain Marvel made over a billion dollars I mean <laughs> pe- people were hyped for Endgame so yeah. people would have seen anything with Marvel that uh, is that is true and um, okay so what um, what grade would you give this I'll give it a B minus okay I'll give it a C minus oh but that's up from like a D that is up yeah which I would give the first but I think I think you like Michelle Pfeiffer I do. I, I like Angelina Jolie. I mean, I also like good scripts. Yeah. <laughs> and, and stories that have like a purpose for being told. So, uh, yeah, is this a good date movie? Yeah. What? <laughs> yes. It's a good date movie in the sense that your female companion will want to go see it and you're just going to have to bite the bullet. <laughs> it is a great romantic movie. Does that make it a bad date movie for the guy, though? If the guy is just biting a bullet, <laughs> I don't know if that holds up. I feel like a date movie, a good date movie is good for both parties. I mean, it's not like your date is going to get like horned up after watching this and no. like bl- blow you in the parking no, lot. No, but it's romantic. <laughs> it's not supposed to be What's a horned ro- up movie. It's supposed to be romance. Is this romantic? They're married. They're getting married. The happy ending. Come on. Okay. The man eventually, the prince eventually fighting for his woman. That is, so you you felt the romance. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna say not a good date movie. Uh, this is more of a movie for like moms and their ten year old daughters. Bullshit. <laughs> like, yeah, if you fit either one of those, I, I think you're in, you're in good shape here. You're wrong. That's Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, directed by Joaquin Ronning. You can find more episodes at anchor.fm slash night, as well as on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Twitter at DNMoviePodcast. You can also email us at DateNightMoviePodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy the show, give us a good rating on iTunes. It really means a lot, and it helps out the show. Until next time, I'm Patrick. I'm Ashley. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.